Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design, a podcast that teaches you how to design a beautiful home and life and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm a professional interior designer, realtor, and advanced feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me an energy design expert, helping you find, create, and design the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Hell yeah. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And today I have on an incredible author, which I think you're going to really enjoy uh, listening about his book. My guest today is Brandon Beecham, and he wrote a great book called The Golden Key. So I, what I'm finding interesting is, is a lot of the guests that I've had on, uh, not only this month that I'll be having on, but also in previous months, uh, I've just been really seeing a huge trend in really, I want to call it the age of enlightenment, uh, the golden era, uh, just, you know, whatever you want to plug into this, but there's definitely a big shift energetically happening. And I think that as more and more people wake up and more and more people start to realize, you know, just the things that really matter in our lives, more and more people are starting to talk about it. And what I find really interesting is is that as I'm reading these books, everybody's pretty much saying the same thing and they're sharing the same information, but they have a very unique point of view about it. They have a unique way of looking at it and they're they're basically sharing it in their own language and in the way that they see it. So I think that's helpful because everybody sees things in a different way, right? What may make sense to you may not make sense to another person. So I think that as I have more authors on the show, I think that you get to see uh, through their perspective. And hopefully one way or another, um, the information that they share comes through in a valuable way that you understand too. Um, before we dive into today's show, I do want to, uh, share with you. I will probably, I've got about three more, uh, authors that I'm going to put up on the show. And then I'm probably going to take a break through July and August. I'm working so much. I have so many different things that I'm juggling. And here I boast about, you know, how we're supposed to take time for ourselves and, and not have a crazy schedule. And guess what Amanda has? An extremely, extremely, extremely busy schedule. And one of the hard things about doing this show is that the people that I have on to share uh, interviews with, I always read their books. And so I've been reading about six to 10 books a month, and I don't have the time for it right now. I'm just so busy trying to squeeze in all of these books has just been um, a lot on my plate. It's been really super challenging. But I hate it when I listen to another show and you can tell that the guest has no idea what they're talking about or what's in the book or, you know, the point of everything. So I'm going to take a little bit of a break, probably uh, most of July and August, just so that I can breathe a little bit and play some catch up. Um, but don't worry, I will, I've got other authors that are lined up for the fall. So I'm just trying to give myself a little bit of a break. So hopefully I can enjoy some of this summer weather. Um, it's been pretty cool here in Nashville, despite the fact that it's June now, but hopefully it will start to, uh, warm up and, and become the summer that we all love. So today's guest is, uh, Brandon, who is absolutely delightful. I think you're going to really enjoy, uh, our conversation today. His book is actually a very quick read, but again, has very 
uh, insightful information and really ties in with many of the guests that I've had on this year as far as uh, everyone all the way back to Rebecca Dawson who I had on at the beginning of the year and some guests that I have coming up. They're they're all sharing the same information which is very positive and gives us a lot to look forward to and, and really gives us a light at the end of the tunnel you know of all the things that we've been going through and all the challenges that we've seen. This is really allowing us to see why we're going through it and what the benefits are of us going through this, which really is awesome, I think. I think we're going to really glean a lot of information out of this. Alrighty, are you ready? Hell yeah, let's do this. Hey, Brandon, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Welcome. Well, welcome me. Thanks for having me. I understand it's eight o'clock in your world, so it's probably pretty early. I don't think I could it, function at that. At that, you know, time. I'm no, I'm normally up at probably six on an average day, six six thirty. Today I did get up later, then had a little technical difficulties, and um, yeah. So I always, you know, what I found on my own podcast, whenever there's a challenge with any particular guest, uh, I, I always it always ends up being a really really excellent show. So. Well, there you go. It's going to be an awesome show. It is indeed. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're going to dive in. I'm just going to get the audience up to speed here. We've got Brandon Beecham on the show today, and he's the author of a new book called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And I want to talk about uh, caterpillar versus butterfly stage, because what I'm finding really interesting is, is that Um, and it's perhaps because I've had this show for 10 years. And so I have very, very similar guests on. So I hear a lot of the same things. And so in my world, it's like the whole world knows these things. And in Mm -hmm. fact, it's really the fact that it's the, um, crucible that Amanda's in that I'm like, well, doesn't everybody have the same information? Well, no. So, um, Mm -hmm. I love what you say. I'm going to read an excerpt, uh, that's on Uh, page 13 in your book, it says, I believe that the old ways of operating from a mentality of separation will no longer lead to wealth and power the way that they once did. I believe that generally speaking, within the span of recorded human history, we have been in a cycle designed so that humanity could experience the fullness of separation, the me against the world or caterpillar stage of our evolution. In this stage, history shows us that there have been countless instances where people were completely self-serving, yeah, and actually (laughs) achieved material abundance in the process. However, I believe humanity is now entering into a new phase of evolution known as the butterfly stage, where instead of being separation-centric and dominated by ideologies like me against the world, the focus is coming together to collaborate so that we can create a new world where there is enough abundance for every human being and not to survive, but thrive. I love this because I'm hearing a lot about this in the last two years ago, this idea of seeing how we are all connected and how there's, you know, we are all one and that it's no longer about competition, but collaboration and community. And in fact, um, Missy, the, uh, the, the person that connected us, uh, she sent me a book uh, called Money as an Energy Game, and I'm, I'm currently reading that one to have uh, the authors Margaret and Madeline on the show. And they talk, they, they shared this amazing thing, which I had never um, correlated the two together, is that the last 1000 years have been dominated by the one and the I, me, myself and I, 
Mm-hmm. And when we entered into the millennia of 2000, we're now in the, uh, it's each other. We work together because uh, two is teamwork. And I thought, wow, what a great way to put that. So give me, uh, I'm hearing a lot about this. I think it's fabulous. Sign me up. Like, let's get out of this egoic, separate dualism that, you know, we've been experiencing and, and the, you know, um, this concept of yes, me against the world. And I have to be an Island and I have to do everything. And if you get involved in that, then I can't trust you because, you know, you may take from me, there's a lack sense, but I love how you put this, how we've been caterpillars. And now we're coming into this butterfly stage. Who doesn't love a butterfly? <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. It's hard. I mean, I'm sure there's someone that doesn't love a butterfly, but uh How is it's, that a very possible? Lo- it's a very lonely club. <laughs> I hate butterfly club. <laughs> right. So so explain this further. I mean, um, you know, again, I, I've had a lot of guests on the show that have talked about this concept, but I'm curious about your kind of worldview on this and and um, you know, your explanation of this to um, further explain how we're leaving the chrysalis, so to speak, and, and to really emerge as beautiful human beings that actually get along. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to explain. And um, yeah, I, I like to say we're, we're emerging from the COVID chrysalis. I think we really went deep in the last year or so. And when you say that people have talked about this you've had someone explain sort of the journey of the caterpillar to the butterfly before no 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 this is your unique view but in essence everyone's um in their own way in their own unique uh which yours is your your caterpillar and butterfly but everybody has their unique view of it's no longer about competition and i'm an island it's about collaboration and community and everybody's coming together with their similar approach uh, that's the, the message I should say, but your approach is the caterpillar and the butterfly, which I loved. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, here's, here's, what's interesting about the caterpillar. And it was funny cause I was telling my mother this when I was in the middle of writing it. And it was such a funny confirmation. Cause I'm like, well, well, mom, you know, what happens is the caterpillar, when it comes out, it is, you know, it first is very destructive. It just eats anything in its path. And she instantly started, you know, ranting about her geraniums that have just been eaten by caterpillar after <laughs> years of her precious geraniums are I know exactly what you mean they're doing it to my geraniums right now and you know so it's just destroying you know whatever's kind of in its path and at some point there is uh the what they call an imaginelle cell that pops up within the within the caterpillar and the caterpillar cells see this as an invader what is this this doesn't belong here kill it and they, they do, they effectively do. Next thing you know, another imaginal cell, uh, eventually a few. Uh, finally, it gets to a point where there's enough imaginal cells that they start working together. And that's when the tide really shifts. That's when things get very messy uh, in the caterpillar's world. It, it starts to go into the chrysalis and uh, the, the caterpillar cells, which have precipitated so much pain and destruction now melt into a goo and this becomes the fuel that the imaginal cells feed on and ultimately is necessary component for the butterfly to have the fuel to emerge and and become you know the the beautiful creature we all know and love and so that is uh, i love that metaphor for humanity you know we're 
we think of all the luminaries over the the ages you know they pop up these imaginal cells and it's like what you, you know you're one with god and uh, <laughs> jesus what kill him you know who are, you know so many <laughs> luminaries have said this what you think you're god blasphemy you know and uh, so that that's basically what i believe is going on i believe co i always say we're emerging from the covid chrysalis because i think it, it's been a very intense time of us sort of our you know, some of the old ways melting down and a lot of upheaval and all the things that come along with it. And when you don't sort of have the big picture of what's happening, it looks very, you know, very destructive to the caterpillar, right? Like just when the caterpillar's world, you know, thinks their world is over, it becomes a butterfly. And I believe that's what we are in the process of doing. And in this new world that's emerging, it truly is, uh, you know, you're stepping into an environment where, things are different when you when you have a um a time and place for separation you know i believe that's what source does it has this dance of unification separation unification separation and i love how the other the, the women you were talking about that you know kind of uh, pointed out the, the last uh you know few thousand years um you can look at people like the mayans who you know in many ancient cultures who said look 2012 you know, is really this, the, the turning of a new age where, you know, we are coming back together. Some people thought it was a destructive destruction, and there is some destructive elements to big shifts like this. But uh, I believe this is the dance that that source, God, higher self, the universe, whatever you want to call it, um, consciousness, it does. It is separation and unification, separation and unification. And we are in a phase of coming back together, enough separation, the things that really worked in the, in the former age of separation, where separation was meant to be the dominant experience, will not work the way they once did. And if, you know, in, in the new world, if you really want to, to, see what, you know, know the outcome of anything you're setting out to do, look at the intention going in, I believe. And um, it's going to be all about lifting others up. And that's the path. You know, I always say, I love to help people because I'm selfish, the good kind of selfish. You know, Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. Why does that hold true? Because there are no others. So you're always doing it to yourself. And I believe that's going to become more and more blaringly obvious in this new, in this phase of Okay, time to, time for the pieces to come back together uh, again, and that's what I, I believe is going on. Well, I loved the analogy. Like I said, it was it's unique to you, and I think it's a perfect ex example of how destructive we've been, especially to our planet, to one another, uh, how unkind and uncompassionate we've been as a humanity, um, especially the way we've treated our planet and. It, it resonated with me because I had a, a pivotal, which I think a lot of people that were coming up to 2012, a lot of uh, luminaries that I've spoken to have had uh, pivotal, like uh, mine started in 2009, but I've talked to a lot of people where between 2009 and 2011, a lot of shit was going wrong in their lives. And um, for me, uh, my marriage was falling apart and I chose this, which I'm sure was, was very synchronistic. This therapist that came into my life, she was, um, very, uh, naturalistic in many ways. And, um, mm -hmm. she 
uh, followed Soulcraft by Bill Plotkin, and she had gone on many journeys with Bill. and And she said, you know, you really need to connect back with nature. That's where you belong. You need to be connecting with the the natural rhythms of the world. And you know, if you had asked me back then if I was spiritual, I would have been like, yes, absolutely. I'm a spiritualist. And, you know, now I look back and I'm like, what a bonehead. Like I was in kindergarten. Um, <laughs> but I went on a soul craft. I called it hippie camp at the time. I, I, I went to hippie camp for two weeks and <laughs> it was the scariest thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. I had to live with a bunch of people that I did not know. And I had to go out as they would put it in the morning. You have to go out into nature and find yourself. And I was like, what the mm. frick does that even mean? I don't even know what this means. <laughs> and so I would go out every day and I would just sit. I found this waterfall and I would just sit there. And it reminded me of the scene in Eat, Love, Eat, Pray, Love by Julia Roberts when she's trying to meditate and she's she can't sit still because she's focusing on stupid stuff. And caterpillars would it was so weird and bizarre. I had a backpack with me that was zipped up and I would open up the, the backpack and there would be like four or five caterpillars on the inside of it. Oh, and wow. then I would go to lunch and there were, they, they would put together lunch sacks uh, for us in, in, in the morning that they would pack up and then we would take out with us. And I would open up my lunch bag. There would be caterpillars in it. And I would go to bed at night and there would be a caterpillar on my pillow. Like just all of these very strange things. Like where the hell did this come from? In fact, I went out to my car one night cause it was, um, I, the the people inside the building that I was sleeping with were snoring and it was driving me nuts. And there was a caterpillar in my cup holder. And I'm like, how did this get in here? <laughs> wow. It was like raining caterpillars. And finally <laughs> on like, I think it was the eighth day that I was at hippie camp. I closed my eyes and I had this very profound meditation where I met my guide and it was so real that I couldn't deny that it, it had happened. But I also, my logical mind was like, this didn't happen. I made this up. And she said to me, you need to let go of all the things that you think are serving you because they're not serving you. And it, it was basically, this is going to be a, a great time of upheaval a lot of destruction is about to take place, but you will emerge. And it was the the sign of the caterpillar into the butterfly. So when I was reading your description, I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what this is like. Because for me over the next two years, I lost my business. Uh, I lost my marriage. I lost my home. I lost everything. And wow. over the, the next like three years, my life just complete, seemingly completely fell apart. Like it was very destructive. And so I think this is such a great analogy to say that, you know, I have been saying on this show that to me, COVID has been a true gift. I think it has really uh, exposed the things that are not serving us and that don't work for us. And it has exposed our busy bubbles. And that's going to lead actually brilliantly into my next question that I have for you as you talk about the Maya and the illusion of it all and, and how we get so caught up in uh, the things that we think that are real and they're not, you know, and, and we take everything mm -hmm. so seriously. And when we're talking about, you know, the keys that you're talking about in the book of manifestation and how we all deserve, we truly deserve abundance. And, and, and that goes way beyond money. That's money. That's good health. That's good relationship. It's, it's really abundance in all things. 
how do we better understand the keys that you're giving us so that we can break the rules? Because that's been the biggest thing that's getting in our way is, oh, well, I have to work really hard for my money or money is evil or, you know, whatever the bullshit is that we put in our head. Right. How do we better understand this? Because there's going to be people that read your book and they're going to be like, I don't even know what this means. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what the hell you're talking about, Brandon. So how do we better understand what you're saying from an energy perspective so that we can manifest the way that we want to? But in order to do that, you do have to break the rules. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, great, great question. So what what comes to mind when you when you ask me that, you know, certainly there will be people that are drawn to it are just ripe and ready and it's going to be like, you know cracking them open in a way that's profound and powerful. There may be people that, you know, like I'm, you know, what, what are you smoking? You know, um, <laughs> I don't understand this at all. And, you know, a simple, really simple way to put kind of sum up some of what you just said is, um, you know, now I've, I've referenced the Bible twice, which isn't normally my go-to, but there's some great wisdom in there. And one of the, one of the great, um, uh, verses that I love is consider the loyal the, the consider the lilies of the field how they neither toil nor spin, and it's essentially what it's saying to me is look at nature. You, you're talking about nature. It's not trying to do anything. It's 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 going with the seasons. The the leaves know when it's time to shed. Uh, the you know it, it it doesn't it doesn't resist, and we're so caught up in the idea that we know what it's what's supposed to happen and what what we're supposed to do and seeking comfort and uh you know at all times and it's like you came here for more than that you yes you came here for love and all the great experiences and 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 all the the goodness that life has to offer and you came here to experience remorse or pain or uh you know hardship and all of these things are what make um what make us stronger uh i I was my son was talking uh sharing with me uh the other day he's he's you know 22 and he's just studying every little thing he can philosophy and he's such a little reader and he's telling me about this experiment that they did where they took trees speaking of trees and they put them in a in perfect environment it absolutely perfect to see how they would do and they would get to a certain point in their development and then they would fall over and just keel over and they were so puzzled at first in this perfect environment they they had created for these trees and then they finally understood what it was that was causing it there was no wind and without the wind the, the bark wasn't developing properly, which was a protective layer and giving it the strength that it needed. So with, with no, nothing that was sort of challenging it in any way, it, mm. it, it could, it couldn't, it couldn't survive. So, you know, I like to put it as smooth, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. And we all came to be skilled sailors. So if you can just, you know, a lot of it in the book, yeah, it can get pretty, uh, pretty deep into some of the the ways that I believe we things are are structured from a spiritual perspective, uh, and in the grand scheme of of the, you know the soul and, and the universe and higher self, etc. But if you can just understand those basic ideas, like 
you know, Charles Bukowski said, all that matters is how gracefully we walk through the fire. Your, your life, everyone's life has, is, has that in common, these challenges at different levels. And we can flail and fight and swim upstream, or we can, we can learn to be like the lily of the field and, and not toil, not resist, and just, you know, that's one of the keys in the book. One of the keys is trust the mystery. If you can come to the point where you don't, need to know all the whys, but you trust that it's happening for you, not to you. That's the biggest game changer of all that for me, it's happening for me, not to me. I don't need to always know because there is a much bigger narrative playing out here than I'm uh, currently able to see. And I trust it though. And I trust it's happening for love. I trust that there's, this is going to make my, you know, make the tree stronger. It's going to it's going to lead me, get, you know, I found in my life, even if I look back at different jobs and things, right. When I first started working, you know, it was like, I had one job, then another, then another, then years later, I started my own company. It's like, Oh, all those tools for these random quote unquote jobs are actually gave me the tools I need to do what I'm doing next. Right. And so at the time, you know, take me back years earlier. I'm like, why am I doing this stupid job? This sucks, you know? <laughs> and, and so it, it, it's really when you can sort of bring that awareness to the parts that you're puzzled about, you really, you know, move into a state of, of grace, gracefulness in your life. And it doesn't mean it's still not challenging, but it, 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 it makes it an easier journey to, to have that uh, perspective for sure. Yeah. It really reminds me, uh, for years I did hot yoga and my, um, one of the instructors that I used to work with, good God, she used to make the room like 120 degrees. It was so freaking hot. And, um, she used to always say that we, you know, in order for you to be able to be flexible and to learn how to bend, you have to get hot. You have to mm. get, you have to feel the heat. You have to be able to withstand the heat in order to learn flexibility. And I always remembered that because that to me is, uh, life's challenges, just like what you're talking about. You have to be able to, in order to grow and learn that flexibility, you have to have the challenges. Otherwise it's far too easy. And, um, they've done studies on that with human beings when things are, uh, extremely easy, then they become lazy. You know, there, there's mm -hmm. no fight in them. So it makes a lot of sense to me. And, um, I think that, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I did a, a energy summit where I was talking about feng shui. And, and one of the big things with me is I, I always say to people like, that's great that it looks a certain way, but how does it feel? I'm always asking people how it feels. And, and the uh, uh, host was like, okay, that's great, Amanda, but what does that mean? And I was like, this is the problem with our world. We're, we're so visually overstimulated. We don't even know how we feel anymore. We, we can't possibly interpret that. And, and you talk about I love this. You, you consider yourself a cosmic surfer, which is kind of what we're talking about with challenges uh, where we're just surfing the yep. waves. Um, you talk a lot about, uh, and this is the part where I was like, oh, this makes total sense. But, you know, there may be some people that are like, Wait, what the hell is Brandon talking about? <laughs> so vibration and frequency are, are key. I mean, if you want to be a, a, a manifester, you've got to get the vibration right because you're going to attract what you're, where your vibration is. And so many people, swim in negative soup, especially right now with the pandemic and to get vaccinated, to not get vaccinated, the political crap that we were dealing with last year. And people really get, you know, 
caught up in the cultural narratives that are going on and they want to play by, you know, the rules that are acceptable, whatever the hell those are, but you know, whatever, that's a whole other thing. But what are some suggestions that, and you do offer some in the book, but what are some suggestions that you tell people to help them manage their vibrations so that they can kind of disengage from that cultural narrative that's keeping them at a low vibration and preventing them from being able to really manifest the life of their dreams. What, what they think right now is probably impossible and not something that they can achieve, but others can. Mm, Great, great question. So in the book, I, I reference uh, Mario Andretti. Uh, who's considered like the greatest race car driver of all time. He was uh, one he in is. all he's <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one, you know, across you know NASCAR, formula one, all of them. And they asked him in an interview, what is the, what is the best number one piece of advice you would give to a person who wants to start racing race car driving? And he said, the number one piece of advice I would give them is don't look at the wall. Can you, can you guess why his number one piece of advice is? <laughs> energy goes where the mind, yeah. or I'm Yeah, attention goes where energy flows. There you go. <laughs> and so it's, it's you know, I, all, I often say on my, my own podcast, you know, the only thing, guys, I'm really good at is making up great stories about myself. You know, talk about COVID. That's a great example. I've told the story my whole life. I don't believe in getting sick. Now, I can't say I've never been sick, but I mean- 46 years old, never been in a hospital, never had an acre of pain. I, I can remember throwing up like a handful of times. It's, it's served me. You know, we know 30% of all healings are placebo, including surgery. So it's, you know, all the noise and things out there about COVID, for example, what did I do? I just went back to what's always worked for me. Well, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's the government and there's some great conspiracy plot. I'm not saying it's not, I'm not saying it's, you know, I, I, I believe it's all possible. And I, and I know there's things that are happening. I know people are getting sick and, and I'm going to do what's worked for me, which is give it no energy. And it's, it's served me incredibly well. You know, I, I live in a, in a property that is, you know, it's a, it's a pretty communal property. So we've probably had more people through than, well, certainly more than the average household, I would say, because of the nature of, you know, the, it's, it's a communal property that I live in. There's been no instances of anything, you know, and this isn't to diminish anyone else or, or say it's not true or anything like that. It's just to say, you know, I, 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 everything is energy everything is energy. So, you know, you talk about the, you talked about the hot, um, hot yoga thing. And it made me instantly think of another piece in the book where it's like, uh, I tell the story of the, the, in the book, I referenced the villain in my story, a great betrayal by a best friend and business partner. And, and yet I told that story many times over the years up to the point of, and I know it happened for me, not to me. And I, you know, I released this person in love and the, you know, the, the day I hit print on the book, this person contacts me after five plus years, not talking, they've been on an intense spiritual journey, completely new version of them. And, um, and a great healing 
You know, he basically came and said, hey, I, I, you know, you've been coming up to me. I've been meditating hours a day and you've come up to me as like something about us writing a book, this like intuitive thing. And I don't know what, you know, I don't write. And I'm like, well, you just made an appearance as the villain in my new book that I just hit <laughs> order on an hour ago. And we great healing and, and came from that. And now that person is, you know, like literally talking to him yesterday. You've got to come to my house and and let's meditate together in the sauna, something about the heat. So it made me think of what you were just saying, you know, uh, something about the heat. I just have these powerful experiences with people in the sauna meditating. And so that was happening for me. You know, this story, you know, you listen over the years, I told this story and this is a very summarized version here today I'm, I'm sharing, but you know, I told this story of this great betrayal and loss and, you know, and now it's transmuted into, you know, the, the, the subtitle of the golden key, my book is modern alchemy to unlock infinite abundance. Part of them coming back together is they've been really financially abundant and they here, I want to gift you, you know, a large sum of cash. And, and, it, and it's like, it's just all energy. It's all pretend, you know? And so by telling the story leading up to it over the years, now I've gotten a, a, an outcome on the other side that really has served me. My old friend is back, but now a new version of them instead of being this self-serving, you know, manipulative person, uh, you know, lost in their ego. It's like humble and like loving and, you know, how can I support helping to get this message to the world? And so, you know, knowing that along the way, is just, it's, 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 it's all about the story that you're telling. And so you're, you are the creator and created rolled into one. We, you know, what does the creator do? We are one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. Well, what does source do? It creates. So, you know, that's the only thing to really get good at is managing our vibration. What story am I going to tell around what's transpiring? That lump of coal is a diamond in disguise waiting to be transmuted by our perspective. And that can be, that's where the work is. It's easier said than done in a moment when you're not facing some great challenge. And, you know, that's where the work lies. And you'll continue to get, you know, get those waves to make you a smooth sailor. And knowing that, it's like the, the, the G.I. Joe cartoons I watched as a kid. Knowing is half the battle, truly. And so, you know, that, that's really um, the, the most important thing is, is how do I show up ahead of time with what my vibration is going to be, regardless of what others offer. So I'm not a puppet on a string. I am consciously choosing my vibration. And what story am I going to spin, uh, you know, around the event that is transpiring? Yeah. And I think it's really important to keep, you know, uh, your vibration as high as you possibly can. And, you know, I think a big part of that is disengaging from the negative narrative that is, you know, mm -hmm. people for some reason default constantly to negativity as opposed to positivity. Yeah. <laughs> Don't stare at the wall. Um, which is great because another key thing is in, in that you talk about a lot in, in the book is intention. And I wanted to share uh, this excerpt. This is on page 42. You say in this new world, we are collectively stepping into and creating with the power of intention. It is crucial to look at the intentions we are setting and aligning with. I'm going to restate that. It is crucial to look at the intentions we are setting and aligning with. 
as you begin to understand, we're going to come back to that word in a minute, that we are all extensions of one another and everything that we see, the basis of all decisions naturally become anchored in the truth that all is literally one. I love this because I think that I don't even think people are conscious of the intentions that they're setting. I don't think they're conscious of the language that they're using, which then becomes an intention unbeknownst to them. And you can literally look at your life and go, oh, these are the intentions that I'm setting, which ties into your vibration. So my question to you is, this is obvious to me, but those that are listening today, what is the benefit of us really paying attention to being proactive in the life that we create by setting clear and conscious intention? Mm. Great question. And so in the butterflies world, we, you know, things, things are changing. We are, we are entering the phase of our evolution where source is said, you know, okay, enough separation. We've gotten what we can from that experience. It's time to come back together and unify and remember that it's all an extension of you. You, you know, there's only one, one of you there ultimately. And so I, I, I believe that we, you know, are, have, the quickening is definitely happening where it's, we're, 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 the train is moving and it's picking up pace as we all head back to this, this, you know, and once again, to reference the Mayans, they talked about like 13,000 year cycles of this, of, you know, separation, unification, or you look at the cosmos, you know, they believe what it started as an infinitesimal speck of dense matter and exploded outwards, you know, and it's still exploding outwards and, and separating. And one of the theories is that it, it, at some point it could collapse back upon itself. It's like the breathing in and out of God, right? Separation, unification, separation, unification. So as we can see, you know, I, I see it really well, uh, you know, in my own life, because, you know, this, this book is really 25 years of deep exploration of these topics and then applying them and seeing the results that they get. And I believe results speak the loudest. Um, and it's funny because I can look back 25 years ago and I'd talk about this stuff and people are like, you know, what are you talking about? What are you smoking? You know, and Same. <laughs> um, and then and then now, you know, I'm really immersed in this, you know, transformational um, community in Los Angeles, you know, the, like festival kind of a community where there's all these 21 year olds who are like, yeah, of course I know I'm one with God. Like, this is the coolest thing ever. This is like the trendiest thing, spirituality. And it's great to see because it's like, it's, it's, it's becoming so prevalent. It's like, I, I have just, I'm just surrounded by people who, and, and very young people who are really tapped into this information. And that just wasn't the case, you know, back no, when I started my journey. And so we can <laughs> see that it's, you know, the coming together, the re-membering is happening. And so, you know, as we, we go further into this new chapter of humanity, it becomes more and more uh, pertinent that, you know, what we're doing is your intention. If you, you know, if you want to know the outcome, look at the intention is going to, to be a representation of that. Is this all for your ego? Is it to get more of something for yourself at the expense of someone else? 
that's about the worst formula you can have because you're always doing it to yourself. You know, it's back to that Gandhi code. If you're going to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others, that holds true because there are no others. So, you know, I call it the good kind of selfish. The more I do for others, the more I know is coming back to me energetically because I am them and they are me. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a meme floating around the internet that I love. And it's, it's, um, it shows all these people sitting around a big open, like, um, you know, um, I guess it's like a well or something like this. And they've got these long spoons and they're dipping down in trying to, to feed themselves out of this well. And, you know, see if you can visualize a bunch of people around a really big well and they've got spoons that are way too long for them. And so when they dip down to get whatever, let's say it's soup inside and they want to feed themselves, they can't because the spoon's too long. You know, they can't turn it to themselves and, and get it to their own mouth. But what they can do is they can hold it across the well to the person on the other side and feed them. And so, you know, I, I believe the universe is going to constantly... Um, present opportunities for you to give away what you want for yourself to another and always do it, do it, do it, you know, assuming everything else feels good about it vibrationally and energetically to you, not, not at, not at the expense of yourself in a way that feels like you're self-sabotaging or doing harm. But, you know, if, if all the, the boxes check that this would just feel wonderful to all involved for this to happen, do it. And what you're going to find is that energy comes back to you many fold oftentimes because they're literally you in, in, in drag, right? And <laughs> just got God in drag. It's, you know, it's, 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 a, you know, it's a great, um, it's a really funny thing that's happening here that we're, you know, this game that source is playing with herself, um, pretending to be the other. And really there's, there's only one of us in the room. And as, you know, as we continue more and more and more, these self-serving things that maybe worked in a, in a time, a, a cycle, where we were meant to experience the fullness of separation are going to just backfire that much more quickly, I believe. So. Yeah, I agree. I, I had um, Rebecca Dawson. She's a mystic out of Australia on at the beginning of the year. And um, she's been channeling, she channels the masters and, and she was saying how um, we are on the emergence of, of entering into the golden age of uh, no longer being in duality and, and, um, you know, fighting against each other, but really coming together and, and, you know, entering into this, um, supreme time, which is so hard to wrap my head around because I'm like, can this even exist? You know, like that's my pessimism. And I'm like, wait a second here. But she, she talks about how we are not meant to, to struggle all the time. And, and part of the reason that we struggle is because we are trying to plug into a conditioned narrative that we think, which is what you were just talking about with controlling the outcome and having a bunch of expectations of what it should look like and what this needs to be uh, to be quote unquote successful. And for me to feel right, um, she was saying, that's not what we came here to do. We came here to be extremely creative and to be in flow and to do very creative things and have a very creative life. And instead, you know, we really want to be an author, but our parents tell us, in fact, I was just talking to a good friend the other day. She's been a, a registered nurse. She's been working in ER for the last 30 years and she hates it. And she said, I had to go into nursing because my parents said that the only way that they would put me through college is if I went into nursing, that's all they would pay for. 
So, you know, back in the seventies, late seventies, she was like, well, I guess I'm going into nursing and she's literally been, you know, living in this life that she hates because based on what her parents would pay for. And Rebecca was talking about this very thing about how, you know, we haven't even had, um, the, I'm, I'm struggling with the right word, but the permission, I guess you can say to even think fathomable things that we can have what we desire, that we can live a life that we want because we've been programmed to think otherwise. We've been programmed that, well, it has to look like this and we have to do these things and we have to have the white house with the white picket fence and two kids and a car and, you know, a mortgage and all this crap that, you know, us older folks, (laughs) we didn't come in with the cool software that all the new kids are coming in with that, you know, it's like, oh, well, of course I'm one with God. Like, no, I didn't know that. I had to learn that. (laughs) I had to remember Oh, yeah, I am one with God. But, you know, it took a, I had to have a lot of heat to, to bend mm-hmm. in that way and, and remember. But I thought it was really fascinating when she was talking about how, you know, if you really desire to be an author or like this gal, Kim, she really desires to be uh, a designer. She, she absolutely loves that I've, you know, been doing design for so long. And I'm like, well, I, you know, I, I'm kind of burnt out on it myself, but she's like, that's what I've always wanted to do. And I'm like, then you should do it. And so what happens is, is her intentions, her vibration suddenly drops and all the bullshit comes in. Well, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And I'm too old and I can't possibly go back to school. Cause you know, she's telling herself I'm in my fifties now. I can't change directions. And I think what a lot of mystics are, are trying to tell us and luminaries are trying to tell us is absolutely you can. That's what you came here to do. And I think for us older folks, we had to have those other life experiences of separation and duality to understand the contrast of it all, to understand Mm. that we can step into this new paradigm that we can manifest absolutely everything that we desire. And I want to get into a mind pretzel with you. Are you ready for this? Hmm. (laughs) I am am always up for a good pretzel. Uh, we're we're going to get into a mind pretzel here. So, you know, one salty. Of... <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about in the book, you know, the importance of presence. And I think that's mm-hmm. the, the hardest thing about our generation and older generations is that we're always stuck in the past or we're worrying about the future, but it's very difficult for us to be in the present. And these are things that, you know, as this paradigm shift changes, which thank God for COVID for this, because I think it really forced us to slow down and to, to learn how to be truly present. But if the past doesn't exist and the future doesn't really exist, what we're talking about here is, is we're setting clear intentions about, you know, how we want to manifest this life, whether it's money, uh, a good relationship, a great career, whatever it is that you're trying to manifest, we can take your keys from the book to help us do this. But what exactly are we manifesting if technically the past and the future Mm. don't exist? For example, Mm. you say in the book at the very end, let's partner up and over the next 88 days, well, technically Mm. 88 days don't exist. Mm -hmm. So when we're in the power of manifestation and we're in uh, this glorious state of creation, what exactly is happening? Because technically mm. we're caught up in an illusion that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. yep. 
this question's kind of all over the place and it's a little sloppy, but it sounds it, like it, you well, understand what the hell I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I do. It's it, cause it's a tricky thing to nail down for yes. our, our little, you know, mammalian brains. And so I, I get it fully. So, you know, a couple ways to, to talk about this one with manifestation. Um, I love the idea and this guy, um, that I've had on my podcast, Derek Rydall talks about this, wrote a book about this called Emergence. And he's like, look, it's less that you're attracting or manifesting something that's not already yours. It's more of, you know, uh, um, unlocking what's already in you. And he uses the analogy of an acorn. It's like, if a, if you find, if a little boy finds an acorn on this, you know, on the ground and takes it and puts it on his shelf in his room, it's not going to become the oak tree that is its potential. But if the right conditions are created, the right water, the right soil, the right wind, the right sun, then guess what? It, within that acorn is an oak tree waiting to emerge. So it's more about- Right analogy. Creating, yeah, gr- creating the right conditions for what's already within you to emerge in this now moment. I right? love so, that. Yeah. That is such powerful. a great analogy. It's such a great analogy. I agree. And so it's- it's, you know, the way I sort of come to terms with this whole thing is, is I, I say that our lives play out at the corner of free will and destiny. So my fifth birthday party is happening on another channel right now. I'm just not tuned into that. Just like if I'm watching the TV and I'm, I'm on channel 10, channel 13 may be playing, but I'm not tuned in. So I'm not seeing or experiencing what's there, even though it's, it's transpiring in that now moment. So same thing with our lives. So we're in this moment that is 2021. We're tuned into that vibration and, it, and therefore seeing that, that show, that movie. And so from this moment forward, well, as you said, you know, those 88 days are already up. So here's where it gets really interesting. So it's all destined because it's all already happened. And of course, science supports this. You know, if you Einstein proved this with, you know, you shoot me in outer space, bring me back a day later, I'm a day older and you've been gone for a hundred years or something. And it's, it's so time is illusory. We, we've shown that even from a scientific perspective. So um, these 88 days in the future or 88 years in the future, they're happening now. We're not tuned into it. So um, what, what we, what we can do is, you know, it, it, it kind of can feel limiting too. It's like, oh, well, it's already happened. However, we're, there's a free will component because source is infinite. It plays out every possibility we could ever want to p- play out. There's, I don't know if you've seen the Matrix movies or not, mm-hmm. but there's in, in one of them, I think it's the second or third one, Neo comes to the architect at the end and all these other versions of him are playing out on the TV screens around him. And it's like, you know, which one are you going to play out this time? So it's kind of like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It's really like, so it's, it's destined because it's already happened. It's free will because source is infinite in her potential and therefore plays out all the possibilities to get all the vantage points and experiences. So your job is to, to choose which version you're going to experience this time. And, you know, I, I had this very, um, it, it was very, powerfully demonstrated to me uh, when I had my first intuitive psychic reading many, many years ago, um, you know, 20 or so years ago. 
I was in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was just having my own spiritual awakening. And the woman says, I see you in a cold place like Chicago working in business. My jaw hit the floor because I was planning to move to Chicago and work in business. And then she said, there's this whole other path in music. And then I had a second reading and California came up. And, and so it was, um, you know, here I am all these years later. I'm in California. I moved here when I formed a band about a year after that reading. And, you know, voila, what, when I was sitting in front of her, she was tuning into the potential Brandons that I was most closely aligned to in that moment. And they all happened. I, this particular version of Brandon chose, you know, landed on a particular path. It's like, you know, the, the double slit experiment in quantum physics, it's it, quantum superposition. These, these particles are in, in all the states at once until consciousness really observes and it snaps into one, right? So that's what we're doing on a, on a large scale. So from this moment forward, well, what's the aim? You want to step into the timeline from this conversation forward, the most, the greatest and grandest version of Amanda. I want to step into the greatest and uh, grandest version of Brandon from this moment forward. No matter how grandiose it may be, and there's certainly the most rewarding, most grandiose version, right? Source has already been there, done that, and gotten the t-shirt because time is an illusion. So our job becomes to be it, to see it. Be it vibrationally is how we navigate into those timelines by this is where the choice points come in in a, you know a, a eternity where all these po different possibilities have transpired so this is where our free will comes in we don't show up reacting to the situation we 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 show up setting our intention no matter what i'm doing i'm going to be loving open you know uh can i be the space for this this challenging thing you know and so we be it to see it and so if i wanted to step into a version where you know my podcast is very popular. My book is very popular, whatever. I, I anchor in that vibration ahead of time. And that's what actually navigates me to all the potential timelines where, you know, there's, there's many, many versions of how that transpires. So this is how I, I kind of explain it and look at it. And it has served me really, really well to, you know, to uh, control my destiny with my free will of uh, choosing my vibration and aligning and attracting it in that way that in, you know, Bashar, the channel Bashar, I don't know if you know him or not. He talks about this very interestingly. He's like, look, you guys are choosing timelines all the time with, with your vibrational offerings. It's like literally like flickering constantly um, into different potentials. And if you think of it in those terms, it's really, you know, it's kind of like, a, you know, we already know it's like a movie screen that's flickering really fast to make the, the things appear solid. Same things happening with us as human beings. You know, the, the particles that make up the atoms that make up my body, they're vibrations of energy that are flickering in and out of existence so quickly. It's, it appears solid, but it's really vibrations that are happening. It's a light show. And so, you know, our job, manage that vibration, navigate with it, be it to see it and, um, and see, see what timeline we end up in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great explanation of it. I had uh, Adam Banning on the show a couple of weeks ago, and, and he is a timeline psychic. And um, he basically mm. uh, didn't explain it so eloquently, but he talks about, you know, parallel lives and how there's multiple versions of ourselves that are out there. And you tap into uh, the one that is a vibrational match to you at any given moment. And so he said the same thing. You're, you're bouncing from timeline to timeline, you know, 
uh, all the time based on where your vibration is at. And so what he helps people do, like, for example, if you're wanting to, to have the hottest podcast and the hottest book, he, what he will do is he will view where the timeline is and, uh, determine if, if you're at a place where you can hop onto that timeline or if, you know, you, you got work to do, or maybe you're very mm -hmm. close, but, um, he talks about that thing where, you know, it's just different channels of the, like you said, different channels of the TV. And it just depends on, you know, uh, your little uh, rabbit ears that you have up there, if they're a match or not uh, to that highway. So it's kind of a mind pretzel to think that all of that is simultaneously happening at, at any given time. And that that version of yourself is, it already exists. So mm -hmm. I think what is really brilliant about your book is it kind of opens yourself up to the possibility of, okay, this is all a video game. None of this is real. And if I look at it from the perspective of this is a video game, then, you know, let's, let's grab our little remote control or whatever the, what are the, the, the game controller? Uh, you can tell I, I play video games. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, start to play the game. And if you learn how to play the game, well, that's where you can become a, a master manifester. And I'm curious, what are some of your favorite ways to manifest? Do you have some little things that, you know, little hacks that you have found over the years that you really like to do to manifest the things in your life? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's, um, I, I think, however you can navigate yourself to that expanded, um, that expanded vibration where, you know, that, that, as my friend calls it, vacation vibration, you know, where you're just feeling great you're whatever gets you there you know and 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 it's not about you know most people do something like work in order to have something like money in order to be something like happy right and if you if you be something like happy you'll find yourself doing and having the things that are a vibrational reflection of that because there is no out there out there it's showing up as a reflection, if you want to know what you'll see tomorrow, look at what you're feeling today in a sense, right? Maybe it'll be greater lag. Maybe it'll be shorter, but that's the, the idea. So really, I always say there's only one job to do that. We all have the same job to manage our vibration. So actually there's a, there's a few different exercises that I outline at the end of the golden key uh, that, you know, is just about that. How do I drum up my vibration on a daily basis to, to, you know, swim in the vibrational pool of abundance. And, and it tr so that this oak tree that is already my birthright can emerge, right? It, abundance is your birthright. It's the quintessence of your being. It's all you, you look around and think, you know, when, when you start to really understand, it's like you built this place. You may have amnesia to the fact that you built this place, but make no mistake, you're the architect behind, <laughs> you're in your own private movie. And this is all an extension, it's all an extension of you. And so, you know, one practice, uh, you know, there's three that are outlined in, in the book that you, of course, you can get and, and check those out. Uh, one that I'll share here is, um, is whenever I see something that I really admire, for example, um, and it's, it's, uh, I'll use the the friend that just came back into my life as is a great example. You know, we're like brothers. You know, we had this this great falling out, a lot of hurt around it. Now he's back in my life. He's you know just ridiculously financially abundant in in the time since I've seen him, and so we were always being that kind of brotherly energy, pretty competitive. We were business partners in the whole thing. So I could take it and say, oh gosh, look at how much 
money he's making. And I want that for myself. And oh gosh, like I'm jealous. Or instead I say, oh, wow, I'm such a close vibrational match to that next level of abundance that I'm calling in for myself that it's showing up here in front of me. Or this person on Instagram, that's a great place where people create separation, right? Um, mm. and instead of uh, unification. Why is this thing out of all the things showing up in your field? Think of, or this, this podcast or, you know, this show. It's like, there are so many things vying for your attention. And there's probably someone who at some point has thought, oh, wow, Amanda and Brandon really have it figured out. I could never do that. That it actually, you're such a close vibrational match to us that out of the infinite things vying for your precious attention, you, this is what is in your field front and center, right? It's, it's that which is likened to itself is drawn. So that's a great way to start everything you see that you admire. Stop spinning a narrative of separation in, in comparison. Instead, wow, you know, that's so close, closely matched. Here it is, exciting. Or if I want something and I really want to, you know, this new relationship, let's say, oh, didn't quite work out for whatever reason. Wow, that was so close. That was a real close call though. And wow, he or she is so incredible. And if, if, if not that, I can only imagine what's next because, you know, it's always this or something better is the story that I tell, right? So, oh, okay, that was close. Wow, okay. You know, why is this coming in? And so you start playing with your experiences in that way. And it's just constantly fortifying and building up who and what you are by the things that are circling you, if you will, um, you know, that, that you admire. Mm, I love that. And I love the idea of the vibrational thing, because I think that that's so true. I, I've, I've noticed that in my own life that as I've really disconnected from social media, the media in general, and just been in my own little bubble of love and joy and happiness. And uh, I'm so grateful for everything. I mean, I I'm, I'm grateful for what people would probably think is stupid. Like, you know, I had eggs this morning for breakfast. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so thankful for the chickens that gave me this eggs. And yep. That's <laughs> you know? what, it's wisdom. It's wisdom right there to do that because, you know, what, what you appreciate appreciates. So, you know, finding the little things, Abraham talks about this, like mm -hmm. the, the, the chair under your butt right now, like what a gift, you know, think of the people that are out there now that are just so uncomfortable and we can take it it's so easy to uh, take things for granted, you know, exposure can breed indifference. And if we tune into, oh, this is actually really great, the comforts that I have compared to my ancestors. And, you know, it's like, I'm not getting up every day and battling the elements and where am I going to find my food? And it's like, oh, these eggs are served up in this perfect container. And, you know, oh, you, you know, it's like really appreciating all of these little things that gr gratitude is the doorway to, to more of what, you know, more to be grateful for. It's, it's a vibrational pool. Yeah, I, I completely dismantled my bathroom a couple of weeks ago and scrubbed it from top to bottom. And as I was scrubbing the toilet, I'm like, I'm so thankful for a toilet, for a functioning, well-working toilet. And I was cracking, like I was, I was being a little bit silly about it. Like, thank you, Jesus, for this toilet. You know, I'm having <laughs> a lot of fun with it. And um, 
you know, my friends look at me like I'm a complete weirdo. And I'm like, you know what, I, when it comes right down to it, I'm very grateful for the home that I live in and, and that I do have a functioning toilet and that I have running water. And, um, you know, and it's funny because we'll be out to dinner or something and I manifest the craziest things. Like I may manifest a free meal or a free drink, or I go somewhere and I win the, the raffle or like, I just have crazy things like that, that happen to me all the time. And my friends always, you know, reiterate, man, you just, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. And I'm like, well, you know what? I work at it. Like, and it's not that it's work, but I'm very mindful of my life and the things that I practice and the things that I do. And I'm very grateful for all of it. And I think that that's really the missing link with a lot of people, Mm. which you talk about in the book of, you know, what, what you appreciate appreciates and having the gratitude and setting clear intentions. And, you know, you, you go through all the practices in the book. And I think that if more people we've been so, I think, and you talk about the law of attraction in the book, but I think that we've been so, uh, and have become so numb to this idea of the law of attraction that, Oh, I tried that once and it didn't work. And and that's, Mm -hmm. that's not really what it is. And, and, I think a lot of people think that, oh, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to visualize that I have a red Porsche in the garage and it's just going to appear because that's what the secret told me. And and that's not really what this is about, (laughs) especially if that red Porsche doesn't serve you. Perhaps there's not a timeline where you have a red Porsche, Um, right? Maybe it's something else in the universe, which I think is hysterical. I I always envision the universe up there, like um, this divine light being, but like, you know, uh, scratching his head or or putting his hands together going, "Uh uh-huh, you think that's what's right for you. But I have these 500 other things over here that are going to be fabulous for you, but you know, you don't even know that they exist. So Mm -hmm being open to the idea that the universe has better laid plans for you and knows what's best for you and knows what's going to serve you and just being open to all of that. But you have to be open uh, or you have to open yourself through the highway of gratitude and be thankful for what you have so that the, the universe can present you with those things. And I see it time and time and time again, where it works. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you said a lot there and you know, law of attraction. The key, the, the, <laughs> That's the key, um, yeah. I, I know, I know the dance. Um, so uh, law of attraction, keyword is action. You know, there's so much also playing into, you know, I break this down in the book, you know, how much is playing into what actually manifests. And there's, there's much more than how much you visualize this morning or, you know, in general, there's so many other factors determining this. So we can have these visualizations. We can have even expectations of what we want to call in when we're attached to them. That's a, that's where the issues really arise. So I say, set that expectation and then release it and know it will be this or something better. Okay. For my limited scope, I'm doing a dance with my higher self who can see the chessboard in a way I never could. So I have some information and perspective based off of what I think I want and know. And I also know I don't know nearly as much as other parts of myself. So I, I will, you know, let my idea go. Here it is, guys. Here's my, my two cents team. <laughs> you <laughs> and they're, know. they're rolling their eyes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's my two, two cents team, karma, dharma, you know, <laughs> past self that helped to co-create what comes tomorrow. You know, all these different parts of self that have contributed to the soup of experience that is actually cooked up. So being attached to it is like, you know, it's, it's showing that you really don't understand, you know, you're going to get 
what you need to lead you to the next greatest and grandest version of yourself. And you, you may be right in, in perceiving that many times. And I think the more you get in alignment with your, your higher self and, and get better at becoming, you know, I believe a part of the stance is, is we're becoming more aligned with the higher self. So it's living through us. And, you know, it's like seeing through our eyes more and more as we remove the blockages between, between our, you know, our, our, our human self and our, and our higher self. And then it's like, oh, well now I'm getting better at manifesting, but, but it's really, it's like, you're seeing more clearly the way your higher self sees. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's a dance. It's a delicate dance. And really you're more than anything, you're here for the, along for the ride and where you really have the choice is about your manifestation is you get to manifest how you, how you deal with what shows up. And that's where the, your greatest, you know, where all of your choice points come in, uh, you know, all your power is always lying there. Uh, first and foremost, and how you deal with the situation, the story you weave, you tell around it, how gracefully you walk through whatever's transpiring. And um, that's, that's the, 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 the primary thing to get really proficient at. Yeah. And to remember it's happening for you, not to you. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, the book is called The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. It's uh, just been really great to have you on today, Brandon, and to talk about this. I, you know, it's one of the reasons why I have this show is I just, I love talking about this stuff and, and helping others better understand our world. And, you know, like I said, at the top of the show, like, I just think everybody knows this, like, you know, but I'm in my little bubble of all my people. So I just assume that everybody knows. Uh, but it's a fantastic book. It's a real easy read. He's laid it out very nicely. If people are interested in learning more about you or purchasing the book, where do they go? Well, um, here's the thing. If you would like to get the book, um, I'd actually love to gift the book to uh, the audience. Uh, part of the idea with, um, you know, unlocking infinite abundance is, you know, if I, I once again I call it the the good kind of selfish. If I help enough enough people to unlock infinite abundance, then more flows back to me. And so I decided when I set out to do, to to write this book, I would distribute it in a unique way by allowing people if they have a golden key code, they can download the audio or ebook or both uh, as a gift. So if you go and you use uh, the golden key code home energy design you at goldenkey.gift you can get either and of course if you want to order a, a physical copy you can do that as well um, and um, yeah that, that one you pay for but um, otherwise of course the positive head podcast is the other uh, you know I, I have me and my co-host uh, Erica we do five episodes a week so really drumming up the vibration with the Positive Head podcast. We've been at it about six years and 1,400 plus episodes. So um, yeah, that. And then of course you can find me on any of the social media channels. If, you, if you're if you on Instagram and things like that, just search for my name. And uh, lastly, I have a late night style uh, consciousness centric talk show called Optimistic that uh, you can also check out optimistic.tv. So, uh, and all of these are linked through goldenkey.gift as well. So you can find all that stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show today and giving us your time. I appreciate it. Uh, such such an honor and privilege. And thank you for doing what you do. It has been a, quite an enjoyable conversation. 
The book is called The Golden Key. As I said at the top of the show, it's actually a very quick read, easy read, easy to understand. And as you heard from Brandon today, it's very enlightening. So hopefully if you're looking for answers or looking for more, this can be just another perspective to help you gain a little bit more understanding of the who, what, where, why, and how things are changing. All right, everyone, if you'd like to learn more information about me, head on over to gatesinteriordesign.com. You can find all kinds of information about me, to work with me, classes, courses that I offer, all that good stuff. And hey, if you like the show, be sure to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Helps people find us, helps people, well, one, it helps them talk to us as well, which we love. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.